Hey, what's up, everybody, and welcome back. Uh, today, I just wanted to kind of recap my experience in London. My wife and I, if you guys don't know, I might have mentioned this a couple times on here. I'm not sure, but uh, we went to London for the fights, and uh, pretty incredible experience. I mean, just being in London, you know, I've never been there before. My wife interned there back in college for a few months, and, you know, we saw this card coming up and found a decent deal on uh, seats, so decided to pull the trigger. And yeah, man, I mean, there the only thing that did annoy me while I was there, and not to bitch and complain, I mean, I got to go watch a fucking incredible card. The atmosphere was electric. The fans were crazy. They were all drunk, like loud, loud as shit. Like when they announced that Leon was victorious, they drowned Bruce Buffer out. Um, like completely couldn't hear him at all until they kind of calmed down and started, you know, letting him. Then, then his voice finally got through again. But um Anyway, the one thing, like, and maybe I had just forgotten what it's like to be to an event. I, I can't remember when the last fight that I went to was. Maybe in Detroit when Holloway beat Aldo. That seems like too long ago. I think I went to something in between there. But um, that was the card that Ngani knocked out over him. But anyway, it just felt like, at least in the row I was in, and again, maybe I'm just, like, making this shit up, but there was, like, no etiquette among the fans. Like, okay, for example... Uh, during the Fazeev and Gaethje fight, a, car, a fight that you know is going to be a fucking banger. Like, from the bell, you want to be watching that shit. People were just, like, standing up in the aisle. Like, to the point where, like, everyone around us was yelling at them to sit down. And, like, that's not the only occurrence, right? Like, that happened several times throughout the night during big moments. And then the fucking guys at the end of our row would get up and go get their drinks and stuff, which is... On, which is fine, but they kept doing it like during the fights as opposed to like when a round ends, you know, or a fight ends. Then, you know, it's like, all right, either right after the decision's read or even before you get up, go get your drinks and come back so you don't interfere with the flow of the next fight and people watching it. But like, again, like somebody came in and like tried to get into the row when uh, Delidze and Vittori were going at it at the end of the first round and like pressured me. Like, he was like, or are you going to let me in? I was like, there's 10 seconds left in the round, dog. Like, they're banging it out right now. Wait 10 seconds and then go in. Like, why are you fucking getting your drinks right now anyway? You know, and they would come out. Like, at bad time. Like, I would look at my wife and I would be like, they're going to have to come back in during the fights. And it, honest to God, it was a, like a terrible annoyance throughout the entire event. Like, it drove me fucking crazy. And it calmed down when you finally did get to Gaytri and Fazeev and like Edwards and Usman because that's what everybody was there to see. So they were all obviously like caught up in the spectacle of it. And this is like, man, I feel like bad saying this. And there are a lot of people, but who are, but like, it, there's so many people, and I feel this way about a lot of sporting events. Now there's so many people who are interested in the spectacle of what's going on, as opposed to just trying to fucking enjoy what's happening. Do you know what I mean? And like, you're, you're getting to witness these martial arts on display. I, went, I paid a bunch of money for these tickets. Like I want to fucking watch the fights. And it seemed like people interested in it were like few and far between to be honest like more people were just there to see leon versus usman so that's not what i expected like i said i've been to fights before and i don't ever recall that being a problem so i don't know maybe people just wound up hammered they're excited they know edwards is defending not a champion in the uk very often and defending it on home turf whatever maybe it was just my row and bad luck another weird thing we fucking small world there was this we got into london 
on Wednesday, Wednesday morning. And we went and tried to do a hop on hop off tour to go up through all the things. Cause we were only there for like five days. So we wanted to go through and hit all the major points, but we went up to the tour guide and he was like, don't do the hop on hop off tour today. There's all these strikes and protests going on. It's going to be hell. You're going to sit in traffic. Da, 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 da. So we don't do it. Anyway, we get to the fucking fights and my wife goes, look at the, look up a few rows behind us. And there's our fucking tour guide that told us not to get on the hop on hop off tour. Fucking crazy, small world. I couldn't believe it. That was so fucking weird. But um, anyway, yeah. Uh, other than that, other than those like things, like the the things that I thought were just like etiquette that I didn't feel like they were doing, it was a fucking incredible experience. I mean, they were so loud and obviously so proud, and uh, the whole prelim card uh, was stacked with UK fighters, and we got there when John Morant or <laughs> John Morant, what the fuck, Jai uh, Herbert. Uh, that's a funny one to mix up. Jai Herbert, uh, was fighting Ludovic Klein. So that's the first fight that we saw. So we got in there. I missed Veronica Hardy versus Juliana Miller. I haven't watched that one back yet. I saw Hardy won. Herbert and Ludovic Klein were a, a draw. Joanne Wood, I thought she won the fight, but again, you're kind of biased when you're there and things and everything that looks like it lands, even the crowd kind of goes crazy for him. It's very hard to tell when you're watching these fights through a cage and you're there in person who won especially from so far away I mean you really got to be sitting up where the judges are I think to really observe it and to be able to tell what significant blows were being landed like a good example and we'll talk about it like we might as well just jump ahead to it now but uh Vittorian Delidze I thought from my perspective mainly because Delidze I thought like you're so used to seeing Vittori pressure when he does well right but Delidze, it looked like from my perspective, was winning easily. I thought he won all three rounds. And I just went back and watched the fight. And I think it's, you know, it, I thought that Delidze clearly won the first round. I didn't agree with the judge who gave it 30-27. I thought Vittori won the second. And the third was a toss-up. But you could easily give it to Vittori. I don't think that was robbery at all. But from my perspective in the crowd, and I think the way that it looked to everyone else in the stadium who was watching the fight, it felt like Delidze controlled the entire fight. It felt like he controlled the footwork. I mean, it felt like a fucking robbery in there. And the crowd let them know, too. And in my opinion, like, or from my perspective, I was like, the crowd was excited about Vittori. Like, they were cheering for him. So I was like, eh, maybe the judges just leaned toward Vittori to try to appease the crowd and it backfired. But I really just think it was the per from the perspective of being in the, like, bleachers and watching – it really did look like Delidze won the fight. And I think unless you had an up, like, close and personal seat, it would be really hard to determine who had won that fight, like, at least from where we were, you know? So, and our seats weren't terrible. I mean, they weren't the best seats. They weren't, like, floor seats, but they were pretty good. And, uh, yeah, I really thought Delidze won, and in the moment I got robbed. But I just watched this fight back today, and I can definitely see how you gave the fight to Vittori. He had his moments, and he landed some big shots, especially throughout that second and third round. You know, I thought the first, especially with the blitz Delidze put on, I thought Delidze got it uh, the first round, but definitely can see how you could score two and three Vittori. No problem with that at all. And we got to be careful with this robbery stuff, you know. Uh, I think it gets talked about a lot and thrown around a lot, and, uh, you know. This one I didn't think was too egregious. But, again, at the time, I did. Um, Jake Hadley versus Malcolm Gordon. That was pretty cool to see. And I kept – I was, like, kind of on Twitter going through stuff between the fights. And I kept seeing that Bisbing was, like, fucking up the commentary or something. But I think Malcolm Gordon's nickname is Malcolm X. So it's not like he just drew this random line there. So uh, I saw he was mispronouncing stuff. But that's another thing. Was Bisbing being biased – 
during the commentary? And I think yes, but I think that so what? That's kind of how I feel about it. Like everyone's like, oh, you need to be professional. And it's like Bisping is a professional. Like shut the fuck up. You don't think Bisping's a professional? Man, Bisping's the man. I, I, like he's really grown on me as a commentator. He makes really good reads. There are some times where you're like, man, he just gets like a little bit wild. And like he gets off the rails a little bit. And like I think that's what happened to him. I think he got excited. He was in his home country. You know, he was the last champion to defend his belt in England. And, you know, the other, only other champion from the UK is commentating his own countryman's fight. Of course, he's going to be a little bit biased. He, and, he, you know, the points that he made as well, I thought some of them were very valid. Like, I know th- this is something we got to talk about as well and address is the fact that, like, Leon Edwards did essentially cheat several times throughout that fight. I mean, the glove grab was huge. You know, it helped him get off the cage. Um the, there were several nut shots that he landed. The cage grab, obviously. And what do you do about those cage grabs, by the way? When somebody does that, do you take a point and give them the position back? Because look at what, hap- look at what happened to his Sun Sow against Davy Grant. You know, what if something like that had played out there for Leon, where he should have been stuck in that position and he ends up knocking Kamaru out? Like, what if it plays out that way, you know? So, man, we got to do something about those. Like, I understand, like, you can't take a point. It is a tough penalty to take a point and take the position, but we got to fucking figure something out because the Grant versus the Sun Sao finishes brilliant. I mean, it was a great fucking inverted triangle, but it wasn't realistic. And, you know, when things like this happen and you take a point from Edwards for holding the cage, fuck. I mean, yeah, it hurts him, but he still gets off the cage, which is ultimately what he wants. It's back in his territory, and it takes work for Usman to get him there in the first place, you know? So in a way, you're still rewarded in some odd sense. Anyway, though, um, back to Bisbing and uh, his angle on things. I think that it's just, you know, he was excited about things, and so what? You know, and I thought that DC did a good job of pointing out the things that Usman was doing well and calling him, and Anik would plug the points. Like, It happens. Why I don't under, I just I guess I just don't understand why people are upset about it that he was a little biased. Like I don't think it's unprofessional to have necessarily a little bit of bias, especially when somebody like DC is there to provide a counterpoint. Like how especially because you know with Bisbing, right? Like it's kind of weird if you get somebody who's like I, I guess I do understand like if the commentator it's weird to hear somebody actively rooting, but I just thought Bisbing, I thought the things that he were calling out was also realistic. Like Despite the fact that all that cheating thing was going on or whatever from Leon, essentially, Kamaru was getting annoyed by it. And I do understand what Bisbing means. And it's like, it's more of like, Leon's able to distract him in some weird type of way. Like, yeah, it's happening, but you got to let the referee handle that and just keep plowing through it. And that will, it's like, this is how I feel about it. When you're fighting, and again, just based on like, I can only base it on my experience in the gym and in competition, but you do with jujitsu, by the way, completely different fucking animal, right? But you do best when you stay centered with yourself. And when you start reacting to things like that, those ex, those things that, you know, um, your opponent's doing that are like rattling your emotion, I think it's off centering you a little bit. And then it takes a little bit longer to recenter, right? Where Leon's not bothered by it. Like he's the one cheating. He's the one grabbing the cage to prevent the takedown. And then he's like, no, nah, I don't like, he's the one doing it. It's not hurting him. You know, it's not annoying him, but it does annoy Usman. And I could see what Bisming meant from a perspective like that. And I do think that overall, guys, I thought, and again, 
this was my perspective from the crowd, but also this was one where I watched it back and I was like, no, I think Leon was more significant in rounds one, one, two, four, and five. I thought he won the fight, man. I mean, the second round, don't get me wrong, was close. There were some shots that Usman was landing. He got that takedown, but Edwards got right back up. And Edwards hurt him in the second round and landed a very clean knee. So... Man, what do you do? I, I, I thought that the first and second went to Leon. Third probably went to Usman. I thought it was close, but then I had Leon winning four and five too. I just thought that the strikes that he was landing were more significant. And a lot of the things that like Us, he would land once in a while, but the takedowns weren't very successful ultimately. And whenever he did get Leon down, he couldn't hold him there, really do damage with the ground and pound. So it was a close fight, don't get me wrong. But I also knew that if it was a close fight, there was probably no way in London that they're giving it to Usman. Like, you know what I mean? It's going to lean towards Leon. And also, it's like now Leon is the champion. So it's not only that you're defending in your own country and you kind of get that angle. But it's like to be the champ, you got to beat the champ. And now Edwards is the champ. So it's on Usman to kind of dominate. And close rounds historically throughout history have kind of gone to the champion. It happens all the time. That's why that saying exists. And I think you got a dose of that in addition to some hometown favoritism in the bout this past weekend. But I really do feel that Edwards won the fight. And I do think that some of the tactics that he employed, although they were a little bit dirty, did throw Usman off his center a little bit and kind of, you know, rattle just his mentality and make him think about things. So I don't know. That's how I feel about it, at least. I thought it was a, a very competitive fight, but one that I thought, Edwards won handily. And the bias thing from Michael Bisbing, so what? So what? It's fucking Bisbing. It's like you know who he is. You know you know who the fuck he is. It's not like, again, it's not like some rando. It's not like Anik out there. It's different if Anik shows favoritism or even like Rogan, you know? or But like if DC calls a fight for Dagestani and he's seeming a little biased, are you really going to be surprised? It's so hard, I think, to keep that out of your commentary. You know, your, your emotions are just going to be different. It's just natural. It's hard to regulate. And they're people, man. And they're fighters. Like, you take... If, if, if you're going to get butthurt about that, I just... I don't know. I just... It's just never personally bothered me. I don't understand why it does bother people. Like I said, I guess I understand the slant that you want them to stay unbiased and just give you the fight as it is coming down the middle or whatever. But I don't know. So what? That's how I feel. Whatever. It's like all of the good... In comparison to that, that you get from having people like Daniel Cormier, right, or Michael Bisbing commentate the fight, like all the f- good that you get from that is so much better than the little bit of negativity and the fact that they might be biased when people that they know are close to fight or that they feel passionately about. So that's my perspective on it, at least. Anyway, moving on. Let's talk about some other fights on here. Uh, what were some interesting ones here? Hadley looked really good, obviously got that knockout in the first round. I was kind of excited to see some jiu-jitsu from him. I was hoping we'd get some grappling exchanges, but they weren't needed. The Christian Duncan versus Dusko Todorovic fight was a weird one. Todorovic like, hurt his knee in the first round. Leron Murphy versus Gabriel Santos. I have to go back and rewatch this one, but I remember thinking that Murphy lost the fight. Uh, I could be wrong. Like I said, I'd have to go back and rewatch it, but I remember thinking Santos might get the nod in that one, and Murphy got it. Uh, Mohamed Mikhaev picked up a rear naked choke win over Jafel Fio. 
You know, Oshmaz versus Sam Patterson. This one was crazy. I mean, first round knockout, a minute and 15 seconds in. And, uh, yeah, man, just kind of Drew Patterson, who's that. He's got that long frame, but kind of kept his chin up in the air. And, you know, Oshmaz fucking capitalized on his debut. That was a scary one, man, because Sam Patterson, when he stood back up, he was, like, still fighting the referees or the people trying to, like, you know, he's fighting, like, with Mark Goddard, I think it was, who was in there and, like, grappling still it's so weird it's so weird how you're you're not aware like you're not aware of what's going on anymore like obviously when you're fighting somebody you're in front of them you're recognizing everything but it's so weird that when you get knocked out like that that you're no longer aware that they're there but your body just stays in autopilot and keeps going through the motions of fighting it's such a fucking strange thing it's like i don't know it's like you're not there but your body knows what to do and it's just going and it still knows it's in a fight you know, despite the fact that consciousness has just been separated and the fact that you're no longer really there. Like, that's what I think about when people get knocked out. I'm like, you're not there. It's like your radio signals or whatever just creating consciousness got fucking out of whack. And they got to steady again before everything comes back in. You know what I mean? Like, the station got fucking disrupted and the waves have to even out and slowly come back. But it's odd that your body keeps going through these motions. Like, it still knows it was in a fight, even though you don't. You know, fucking weird, weird thing, <laughs> fucking weird reality of fighting when you think about it, you know, um, Chris Duncan over Omar Morales. That was a pretty good fight. Jack Shore versus Mach 1 Amir Khani. Jack Shore picked up the rear naked choke win and Mach 1 Amir Khani is a good grappler, man. So for Jack Shore to go in there and pull that off, I thought that was impressive. Uh, we already talked about Vittori and Delidze a little bit. Like I said, from my perspective in the crowd, thought Delidze won. Uh, but you know, I can understand a hundred percent how you gave it to Vittoria after rewatching it now. Jennifer Maya versus Casey O'Neill. Jennifer Maya looked really good. Gunnar Nelson hit a beautiful arm bar. I'm thinking about doing a breakdown for this one, guys, if I get time. Uh, crowd was obviously very excited about this one. And then man, Gaethje versus Fazeev. This was another one that was hard. I thought Fazeev won the first round and the second and Gaethje on, there's no doubt he won the third, but again, I went back and this was my perspective from the crowd. I went back and fucking watched the fight. I think Gaethje won the second and third round. I thought they got the decision correct here. I thought that uh, Gaethje did a little bit more. His strikes were a little bit more significant. And I think Fazeev really slowed down a, little, a lot after that first round. And obviously in the third round when Gaethje started finding home from that uppercut. Gaethje probably has the best left hook in all of MMA right now. I mean, it's so clean, and he really has he, – he packs a, like, fucking lot of power on it, too. Like, it's got a lot of snap. You know what I mean? And it's just so smooth the way he brings it around. He counters with it well. He leads with it well. He just he, – he, he changes up, like, the angle on it a lot, you know? Like, sometimes it'll be short. Sometimes he'll go out a little bit longer with it. Sometimes he loads up on it and throws it hard. I mean, like, he's fucking – Justin Gaethje is dangerous. His boxing is really fucking good. And, you know, obviously he said he got his takedown, too. And you saw him shoot at some point. I can't remember first or second round. But just gave Fazeev some looks, too, right? And I think that if Gaethje adds that into his game, it adds another layer. Because that threat is there. You know, and do you want Gaethje on top of you punching you? Like, you know, I understand that he likes to stand and bang. But if you can take somebody down and do ground and pound that way, you're on top of them. You know, you get to impose your will a little bit more there. So it'll be interesting to see if Gaethje develops that type of style. I think it would aid him a little bit in trying to get to the title. Um, you know, but Gaethje's hands are as smooth as anybody's in the divisions and those leg kicks, man, 
those leg kicks. He's able to find home for them, and he gets them from he gets them from such a long distance away. I think it really catches guys off guard, and it comes from a hard angle to defend. And he chops them out from under you, man. So Justin Gaethje looked great, and the crowd fucking loved Gaethje. They were definitely rooting for him in this one. And again. From the crowd, I thought Fazeev won the second, but I went back and watched it. Gaethje, I think, got the second and third. I think the judges actually did a pretty fair job throughout the night. There were a couple weird ones, like I said. I have to go back, and I have to rewatch. I think it was the Leroy Murphy versus Santos fight that I was questionable about, so maybe I'll watch that one tonight. But other than that, looking back on it, like when I, like I said, when I went and reviewed it and like watched all of these back when I got home, I thought they did a good job for the most part, but... Anyway, guys, just wanted to do like a brief recap on that, kind of update you guys on London. The food, by the way, no offense to them, was fucking terrible. All of the good food that we ate were like my, like I had a conversation with one of my friends about this. It's like everybody that they colonized pretty much, right? Like they had really good Indian food and stuff there. There was some good Japanese food that we had, but it's interesting, man. It was like not, I tried blood pudding, couldn't do it. I'm not, I'm not. I'm kind of a picky eater, I would say, I guess, but not like, I, I usually don't get straight up like grossed out by shit, right? Like weirdly, one thing that I fucking hate are peas. Like they'll make me gag, but I ate this blood pudding and it made me gag when I was eating it. Like I had to spit it into a napkin. <sighs> and then while we were fucking eating at that same restaurant that I tried the blood pudding, this homeless guy comes up to us and I was like feeling nice or whatever. He asked for money and I gave him some. And then he starts like singing a song to us and we're sitting outside at this restaurant so fucking awkward and I'm trying to ignore him and then he starts going on this like tangent about I don't fucking know what then he starts asking for more food he ended up leaving with our fries right they gave us fries for breakfast with my wife's I forgot what she got to eat but they gave us he ended up with like our fries and a little jar of like syrup and he walked off with it I was like what the fuck just happened fucking insane but anyway other than that I mean like it was cold rainy like I'm making it, it was a good trip you know what I mean it was just I think we went during a bad time of year. My wife ended up getting sick, right? So um, I think just the weather and everything was a little bit off-putting. It was cold. It was rainy. But it was still cool to go see everything. And obviously the UFC event, aside from the fucking little things like that that annoyed me, like people getting up and down during the fights. And like then you stand up and you're blocking the people behind you. Like All of that was a little bit frustrating. But aside from that, obviously an incredible experience to be there and witness Leon defend his title in his home country. You know, that's a big deal for the UK. But what next? I mean, there's talks about Colby Cut, and it was hilarious because my wife tapped me on the shoulder and she was like, look through the cage right there. And the entire fight, Colby's just standing there and you see him in like his, whatever he was wearing. I think he was in pink or red or some shit. You just see him standing there like through the octagon watching the entire time. And, uh, you know, Dana White says he's going to be next, but is he the most deserving guy? I mean, what I, I, I think personally, the guy who should get the title shot is Bilal Muhammad. I think they've got unsettled business. And Leon often uses the argument when he talks about Bilal that he would have coasted onto a victory anyway. And if you're Leon and you were going through the kind of phase that you went through where it's kind of, you know, you're, you're trying to advance towards the title, your, your goal is you got the vi- – it's like you need to move on. You need to – Move on and try to fight for the title. So I understand his angle from that perspective. But the argument that you know how that fight would have played out before the IPO, just because of how it was going before the IPO happened, is ridiculous, man. And Bilal has been looking like he's on another level lately. So, man, I think Bilal has done enough personally to get the title shot. I think the person that should get it is Bilal Muhammad.
you know, especially because what who, who else is fighting in the division right now? Burns and Mosfidal are going to duke it out. And, you know, Colby just beat Mosfidal, but is that the fight that gets you the title shot? I mean, I don't know. I also just think about the fact that Bilal took a huge risk in a fight that, in my opinion, he didn't have to take and the organization probably pressed him to against fucking uh, Sean Brady. Before that, he beat Vicente Luque, Stephen Thompson, Damian Maya, the no contest against Edwards, Diego Lima, Lehman Good, Takashi Soto, and Curtis Millinder. I mean, he is on a tear right now. His last loss was against Jeff Neal back in 2019. And like I said, the fact that he moved down to fight Sean Brady, you know that's not the fight that he wanted or that he deserved, but he took it. And I think he's done enough to get that rematch with Leon Edwards. I think they have unsettled business. That's my opinion. I think Bilal has earned it. I think Colby should have to fight. I don't know who, man. I don't know. Like, let me look at the rankings right now and see who's uh, sitting there. I feel like a good fight for Colby. Uh, I was just thinking about it. Let me see. I can't, like, pull things off the top of my head right now. Hamzat's probably going to move up to 185, right? But a good fight for Colby, Shavkat. That's who I was thinking. I think Colby should fight Shavkat. I think Bilal, if it, Bilal is the one who deserves to skip, fight for the title against Leon. Colby fights Shavkat Rachmanov. Burns and Mosfidal figure things out. Hamzat's moving to 185. And then you got, like, what? Stephen Thompson and Jeff Neal have already fought. You know? I don't know. You figure things out from there. But I really think that Colby should be fighting Shavkat. And I think that Colby thinks that he's above fighting some of these contenders. And it does kind of impose this, like, kind of, I guess, like, sort of gatekeeper role on him in a way. And you know Colby's one of the best in the world. Um, it's not that Colby wouldn't fare well in a title fight against Leon. It's just, I think, the person that's been more active and the person who should get the fight is, uh, you know, uh, the fuck? Bilal Muhammad. Because, again, think about the fact that Bilal moved and fought somebody ranked lower than him in Sean Brady. Like, took that risk, despite his ranking. Like, took that risk. And now you're telling him he has to do it again against Shavkat? Why? Why is it him? Why is it him that has to do it against Shavkat? Why isn't it somebody like Colby that has to do it? You know what I mean? I don't know, man. That's just like, Jorge's ranked number 11, and that's Colby's last win. And that fight was when? Uh... Let me look. It was a while ago. Uh, March 5th, 2022, over a year ago. And when did Bilal last fight? Do, do, do. Bilal last fought in October. And then before that in April. His fight against Luke is more recent than fucking Colby's win over uh Jorge Masvidal so what the fuck man I don't know that's an interesting one it's a weird one but um anyway guys I'm gonna wrap this one up now uh again I just wanted to kind of get this out update you guys on my experience in London like I said I kind of bitched about it a little bit but overall it was a good experience it was a lot of fun very memorable and I'm glad I got to do it but um thank you guys for tuning in keep an eye I'm gonna try to get through the rest of the fights I'll try to get a breakdown out for the fights coming up this weekend there's a huge fight card this weekend Headlined by Sandhagen and uh, Vera. That's a big fight in the Bantamweight division. So looking forward to that one. And that whole card, I was looking up and down at like Manel Kopp versus Alex Perez. Chidi Andrew Kani 
versus uh, who the fuck's he fighting? Albert Duraev. There's some really good fights. Andrea Lee versus Macy Barber. There's some really good fights on this card. I think this card coming up this weekend is a real, like, uh, there's some potential for there to be some, like, real fucking bangers on this one. So I'm pumped. But anyway, guys, thank you as always for tuning in. Do me a favor if you enjoy it, guys. Hit the subscribe button. Give it a thumbs up. All that good shit. Let me know what you guys think down in the comments about who should fight for the welterweight title next, who should challenge Leon, whether I'm like justified in my thinking that it should be Bilal or am I fucking crazy. But anyway, let me know what you guys think and I will catch you all later. Thank you again for tuning in. Bye-bye.